right, hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki, and this is your week in five. A quick look at some of the bigger headlines that are happening in the world of college admissions. As always, please subscribe to this podcast, whether that be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you are getting this. And please click on that bell icon for notifications so that you know when episodes are released. All right. So today, at some point, I might just switch this from being this week in five to like one big thing because I end up just focusing on one major issue or big news item every week. But this week's news item is actually pretty serious and something that I want to make sure I do spend some time on. Just given the way, the direction that education is moving, this particular news article is important. So according to an article in the Chronicle of Higher Education, a federal district court judge ruled on Monday that room scans, a component of many online proctoring services, violate the Constitution. Judge J. Philip Calabrese of the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Ohio sided with the plaintiff in a ruling that's been described by some legal observers as injecting a note of caution about the use of the controversial softwares which exploded during the pandemic. The plaintiff, a Cleveland State University student, was asked to perform a brief scan of his bedroom in early 2021 before taking a remote test. That student argued that the request violated his Fourth Amendment rights, which include protections from unreasonable searches. Okay, And the judge did end up siding with the student in this particular case. And so this is particularly important. I do know that most schools are going back to in-person, but testing is increasingly becoming online, right? The pandemic shifted things in a very big way to being online, right? The TOEFL you can take at home. The SAT is going fully digital next year uh, for international students, at least. The ACT has an online version, right? All of these testing sites, because of the pandemic, have tried to create resources that make the testing more accessible. However, that has introduced very legitimate concerns about plagiarism, about cheating, and and overall security of the test itself. And so now we're kind of at an impasse. And this law, while there are certain limitations, and it is very specific to this particular case, right? It is a public university, which are an extension of the government, right? And therefore, un- and therefore the concept of unreasonable search applies in the context that this is an extension of the government in terms of a public university administrator engaging in an unreasonable search. And so, of course, there are certain limitations. The student also had no other options due to health and other different circumstances. This is the one option that they had available to them. However, it is a, an indication that universities, in their urgency to adapt, do need to be careful right? and do need to slow down and consider the consequences of the software that they are using. I've had students who, this is true for universities, and it's also true for testing administrators. I've had students who took the TOEFL at home, and the degree to which they need to basically show everything in their room at all times is, to be honest, a little invasive, right? And so as universities and as testing institutions kind of fight for a way to make sure that students are taking their tests, right? And to make sure that there are more options available to their students who maybe for whatever reason in the modern kind of the new normal can't get into a classroom, right? 
they of course want to make sure that they are taking an assessment. They of course want to make sure that that assessment taking is fair to the other students, right, and is secure. However, it is introducing this precedent that the methods are being used, right, and this even even at some point the need for cameras to be always on, right. There is an element now due to this legal case where some of that may come under deeper scrutiny, right? And where colleges, especially public universities, but also examination centers, testing institutions are now going to need to take a deeper look at the things that they're asking their students to do. Because there is, while it's very limited in terms of its overall context, there is some precedent now that a judge has come out saying, look, there is a situation in which this can be viewed as violating the student's constitutional rights. Just wanted to bring this particular case up in the context of the start to the new year, right? And all these changes, the new school year, and all these changes that are happening in terms of testing. What is our new normal now? Digital testing. All of these things are new, right? And in the need to meet student need, right? A lot of schools rushed to adopt different policies and different software. This is a bit of a warning to say, hey, administrators, slow down and let's make sure we're doing our due diligence and properly figuring something out. All right, that's it for this week in five. Thank you once again for listening to everything as mentioned before. If you want to support this podcast, please do follow us, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Please do leave a comment if there's anything that you would like to hear more about, or if there's something that you particularly enjoyed or didn't, and click on that bell icon so that you are receiving all notifications. Okay, so thank you again so much. This has been your Week in 5, and remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you. <laughs>